Hey there, are you a happiness seeker? Have you survived trauma and pain? And are you ready to heal and transform? Then stay tuned. You are listening to the Open to Happiness podcast, and I am your host, Nicoleta. In the previous weeks, we've explored what are you made of, and we found that you're made of four parts, your body, mind, soul, and social persona, and we also explored the interaction between these four parts, between themselves, and with the outer environment. This week, we will continue the process of self-discovery and explore in more depth the context of your given life and where are you coming from. We will explore the universe, the earth, the nature, the ecosystem, and the life of the zillions of microorganisms of which you and me both belong. Let's start with the universe surrounding you. Some believe in their religious beliefs and see God as the creator of the universe, whilst others follow the scientific perspective, which is called the Big Bang Theory, which argues that the universe was created 13.8 billion years ago through an expansion of a hot and compact space that, after it cooled down, led to the formation of different blocks of matter. Now, matter is everything that can be observed in the physical world, everything that has a mass and a volume, like stars, planets, gas, maybe dust, and of course, dark matter, which is a very mysterious and invisible matter that does not interact with the electromagnetic field, and interestingly, accounts for 87% of all the matter in the universe. Now, the classical physics postulated 300 years ago the law of universal gravitation, which claims that in the universe, all particles exert an attraction on each other. And after Edwin Hubble measured and discovered the existence of other galaxies close to 100 years ago, humans have looked into the sky and have searched the cosmos every single moment. Now, today, there is an unknown number of satellites sent into the cosmos because the space belongs to no one, according to an international treaty put forward by the United Nations 55 years ago. And that makes the space exploration available not only to the powerful governments, but also to the private companies. And of course, their businesses, their surveillance and their monitoring. Now, what we know is that up until today, 600 people have traveled in space and they spent 77 years outside of the Earth's orbit. And we also know that six people are on the International Space Station at any given moment and they orbit the space around the Earth. We know that we've had nine successful landings on Mars and 38 successful landings on Venus. And to date, 12 humans have walked on the moon. And of course, the space exploration is far from slowing down. SpaceX has just announced a few years back that they will be sending the next, probably next year, their first private passengers on the moon, which is a Japanese art curator who apparently paid 
no less than $2.9 billion for this trip. We also know that over the past 30 years, the Hubble Space Telescope has completed 15 orbits each day around the Earth. And then to date, we've discovered 4,000 planets, none like Earth, but we are still searching. The question is, what are we searching for? Because if we take distance from the old physics that looks at the universe and human life as well at macroscopic level, then we come closer to the new physics, the quantum physics. And then we learn that at microscopic level, the universe is an infinite field of energy where matter is very, very insignificant. And then this field has all particles, whether energy or matter, really, really entangled. Hear this, an experiment published in the 90s, in 92 more, more precisely, in the physics bulletin, showed that when the air was completely removed, re completely vacuumed out of a glass vessel, the photons of light that obviously make this world were distributed randomly in that empty vessel. But when they introduced what we are made of, I mean, human DNA, when they introduced that inside that vacuum, surprise, surprise, the photons of light were no longer random. They were actually following exactly every moment of our DNA. Now, the researchers concluded that human DNA has a direct influence on the world around us through these photons, through these light particles, by communicating directly to this field of energy surrounding us. We are also told that our perception of what is physical, it's actually an illusion that we see each other because the lights are on. I mean, when the photons of the light hit the energy of our bodies and reflect the photons back, what we see is a reflection of our bodies. But beneath that surface, apparently, scientists told us there is nothing physical at all. It is all energy. Now, it sounds a little bit weird, but we still need to ask, how is that possible? Now, these days, many of us are starting to believe what the ancient traditions have always told us, that this idea that our physical world is all there is, everything that we can see, it's the true reality. And that in the universe, there's nothing else than this. That idea is just a reflection of our consciousness. Now, the science has not managed to, to bridge with religion, but it appears that over the past decades, and I see that myself, the science is somehow warming up to, to this idea of spirituality and to this idea of the existence of something greater than what we, we can see and greater than what we could imagine before, which seems to be, in a way, co-created by all of us. Meanwhile, the scientists claim that the universe is expanding at an accelerating rate, and that reveals hundreds of billions of galaxies, only one of them being our Milky Way which is itself made of over a hundred billion planets with Earth, one of them. So imagine the magnitude of this universe. And our Earth 
our earth just a minuscule spot in the cosmos yet what we see in earth is a round piece of soil of 500 million square kilometers which is gravitating in the space now our earth or gaia in the ancient greek was formed 4.6 billion years ago when the gravitation made interstellar clouds to collapse and give birth to what we know today as our solar system. Our Earth is only 30% land at surface and 70% it's covered by water. It is surrounded by 77 seas and over a million of mountains, which are full of resources and create an amazing ecosystem for over a hundred zillion organisms. The biology tells us that these 100 zillion organisms used to live in perfect symbiosis in a perfect natural ecosystem with us humans and all mammals also inhaling the oxygen produced by the plants and then the plants feeding themselves with the carbon dioxide that we all exhale. If that is not a perfect symbiosis, what is? But sadly, it went only for a while after the humans appeared two and a half million years ago because in time humans have destroyed 97 percent of the earth's flora and fauna anthropology is telling us that the homo sapiens in particular contributed to this world extinction after it emerged about 200,000 years ago and managed to extinct also all of the other human species to remain the only surviving human species for the past 13,000 years when the humans, the Homo sapiens, gave up foraging and settled to start the agricultural revolution. Now, the scientific, industrial, technological, and digital ages that followed have seen the natural ecosystem disturbed even further when us, the modern men, searched for comfort and power and created these parallel artificial ecosystems that are not really sustainable and are now putting at risk life on earth itself. Today our earth hosts seven continents, 195 countries and almost 8 billion people that speak 7,000 languages and own over two billion homes and one and a half billion cars. Eight billion people like me and you, eight billion bodies, eight billion minds, eight billion souls, eight billion social personas. In this time and age, 150,000 people die each day and 350,000 babies are born each day. We have a surplus of 200,000 people every single day and that makes one million more people every five days so imagine between monday to friday every single week one more million people on earth one more million people that require space on earth or beyond it one more million people that require shelter clothing food and of course different other resources resources that are to a certain extent limited on earth especially in this rhythm of population increase that apparently will reach 10 billion 
in less than 30 years by 2050. And this makes every single one of us somehow responsible to take care of this earth, to take care of this ecosystem and the universe around us, because this also impacts on our overall physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. And very importantly, it impacts on our relationships and our quality of life. But how do we each individually protect the humanity and the earth itself? Where shall we start? Can we create a global policy or perspective on the future of this world and share it with everyone? It didn't happen so far. Are we going to be listened if we do it? Will we listen to others if they do it? If the quantum physics enthusiasts are right and everything is entangled in the universe, could this entanglement then be the bridge between our inner and our outer worlds? Are we the 8 billion people entangled with each other and with the universe around us? What is it that we do not see whilst we are keeping busy in our lives on earth, whilst we are looking into the sky and then look back down into our mundane lives, yet too afraid to look closer, too frightened to look inside ourselves and too scared to believe that we are one, we are all united. History has shown that Einstein was actually wrong when he asserted that we are all separated. I think by now we know that we are very much connected. And I'll draw your attention to another experiment that was published in the Nature Journal in 98 that revealed that a beam of electrons, which are quantum particles, is affected by the act of being observed. Still, what prevents us? to see that we are intimately enmeshed with the world around us and with our world within too. And what makes us ignore this fact that as this experiment concluded, the more attention we place on something that is happening in our lives, the greater the effect is. It looks like the greatest gift that quantum physics is making us these days is to understand this connection between the inner and the outer worlds. Today, we know that our negative emotions, like hatred, envy, and anger, for example, will um, vibrate on low frequencies, and they will suppress our DNA and our immune system and over, overall our health. And we also know that positive emotions, like love, care, kindness, compassion, understanding, gratitude, and appreciation, will relax our DNA and will allow a fullest expression of that feeling. This is a new story altogether. And probably it starts to make sense to you why we look into anthropology, into epigenetics and quantum physics in this psychotherapy program. If human emotions change the expression of our DNA, that means that with our thoughts and emotions, we can actually activate and deactivate our genes and this way become full participants in our physical, mental and spiritual health. And let's now in the end bring all these findings together. We don't have a clear answers where we're coming from. 
But these experiments have proved that our DNA influences the field of energy around us and that our emotions influence our DNA. That means that our emotions influence the quantum world around us. And this is not a miracle. It is up to us to create the emotions that we want. And when we do that, then we have access to this amazing internal technology, which we can then use to enhance our well-being and our quality of life. And of course, not just on an individual level, but collectively protect and make this world around us thrive every single moment. I would suggest you embrace this beautiful wisdom that we all carry within us, which is the source of our liberation and the key to our happiness in life. You have listened to the Open to Happiness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, show us your love, share, subscribe, or give us a review. Thank you.